Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today, um, well, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, we're talking about DMVR Buffs, I guess. Um, whew. So, let's see, where to start even? Uh, a lot of you probably saw uh, on Twitter today that I'm going to start covering the Broncos for DMVR. Um, that's a, a change that's going to kind of be like a transition probably over the next couple of weeks, um, just as we get ready for this upcoming football season. Um, it's going to be weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, that's something that I've wanted to do my entire life. Uh, I, I grew up a Broncos fan. Uh, I, I tweeted this out today. Um, but for for the last like five or so years, probably even more than that, ever since I started writing, um, my dad's told me about um, a, a clip. Uh, I guess it, it, from his perspective, it's not even that. What, what he would say was, you know, the the last game at Mile High. We went down to the last game at the old Mile High Stadium, and I was interviewed. And he swears that he was interviewed by Mark Kisla. And and I can't quite tell. If you go down to the library downtown, they can tell you, I guess. Um, they have, like, the actual newspapers. But he always said that that game, when I would have been, I guess, three, he was interviewed with me there, falling asleep, and then they wrote in the story. And for the last last game of Mile High, they did this whole timeline of everything that happened, where it's like, okay, first person shows up, and then whatever, whatever. It's 3,000 words, and it's actually really good. Um, but he's been telling me about that for five years. Um, maybe even more than that. And 
you know, it's it's tough to find because that's obviously from 1999. No, it would be from 2000. It would be from December of 2000. Those archives, I finally, like, there's there's different ways you can search, right? Where you just search, like, okay, search my name. Search last game at Mile High. Search all these things. The stories from back then are not really made with the search engine optimization, all that sort of stuff. And he came down to watch a, 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 one of the Stanley Cup final games, the first one, um, which was a lot of fun. It was the first time I've been able to come down to watch one of these hockey games this season just because there's a bunch of things going on at home that take attention, one of them being, like, my dog got really old, and she was in Newfoundland, and so you can't, like, take an old dog that can't walk on her own to, uh, like, a, a kennel or something like that, and so you you. She, he can't come down with my mom because someone has to watch it. There's like a whole bunch of things like that going on where it's like, okay, just didn't happen till then. So it was a lot of fun to get him to come down here. And, and when he left, I, I, he brought it up again like he usually does. And I just happened to try again and just happened to finally find it after trying this at least five times, ten times over the course of like all these years. And it was pretty cool. I mean, it's weird seeing a story written. I mean, it's only like a hundred words probably about my first game. My first Broncos game. Maybe the first football game I ever went to. Um, but, you know, it's something that's kind of been on my mind with all this going on. Um, point is, I've been a, a, a Broncos fan my entire life. And to get the opportunity to cover the Broncos, you know, that's just not something that I can pass up. Um, it's just not. I mean, the, the the idea of going and, and reporting on that team and asking the questions that I want to ask and writing the things that I want to write on a beat where, you know, there's there's been a lot of really good writers who've covered the Broncos. Um, you know, obviously Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, the two guys who break almost all the NFL news, both of them came through here. Um, Woody Page, even Mark Kisla, I mean, mentioned him earlier, but he's, he's, he's good at what he does. Um, so many really good, great writers go through and and you know that's why i always wanted to be is one of those guys who wrote about the broncos you grow up googling you know denver broncos and clicking the news tab or going to the denver post i i, I don't know that i ever went to the rocky mountain news i think that might have been gone at the same i at least i don't remember it maybe i was just the denver post guy, but that's uh you know that's what i did growing up that's what i cared about um and we get the opportunity to cover the broncos at this point i mean that's what I wanted to do starting when I was old enough to, to use a computer, I guess, to go read the things that people were writing. Um, and so that's what I'm about to start doing. And I'm really excited about it. At the same time, it's really hard to leave the buff speed. Um, honestly, even harder than I realized that it would be. Um, because you start thinking back about the last three years or so, Almost three years exactly. I guess it'd be... The, the podcast started the week of Pac-12 Media Day in 2019. So that would have been like July 27th. So so almost a month... Or about, about a month away from three years. And... You know, there's, there's a lot that happened. Um, so much. I mean, I remember those first podcasts... You know, doing from like the roof of my apartment building because I moved down here from Montana. You know, I'd never lived. I grew up in Columbia Falls, went to school at the University of Montana, like two hours away. 
moved down to Denver, spend like a month working in the 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 office there, kind of like studying up on the buffs, getting ready for the announcement, getting used to like how the company works so that when it's go time, I can run my own podcast, run the beat, write all the stories, do all those things. And, you know, just think about like where I was when this started versus where I am now. It's it's wild. And I mean, it's been five podcasts a week. Five podcasts a week through all of that. Uh, that's three years, 52 weeks. Um, there's like a week of holidays. Let's call it two weeks. We'll say 10 podcasts off a year. So what's 50 times five? 250 times three years? 750? Well, it's, it's a lot. And again, like it's, it's tough to to give this up. Um, it's really tough to give this up. You know, again, just going back to that first week. You know, going out to L.A. The end of this first week of having this podcast. You know, talking to Lavisca, talking to Nate Lamon down there, doing a podcast from the beach, getting sand all over my computer that did not ever come out and then the computer broke and then I got a new one and the insurance paid for it and it was actually better. So that all worked out. But, uh, yeah, I mean the late night podcast, you know, the podcast after the Oregon game, it's, it's weird because, you know, that's a, a travel day and then a late night game. And I think that, that would have been maybe my first trip, second trip on this beat. And again, like I didn't grow up a college football fan. I like we'd go down to a couple Montana games every year. When they played the Cats, we'd watch. When they went to the playoffs, we'd we'd watch. Um, but it wasn't like a diehard. Um, and again, that's Montana football. That's FCS football. It's not. It's not <laughs> the the college football that people play in Colorado, um, which is a it's a different game down here. And it's you know I'm just lucky to have gotten to to get to know what it's like. You go out to Oregon, and it's like, oh, wow, this, these are what the Oregon Ducks look like. You know, I, I watched them play in the championship game. I watched when the, the like college football playoff, they were in there. Um, but, again, like wasn't a big college football guy. I wouldn't sit down on Saturdays and watch. Saturdays are for skiing, which starts like <laughs> early in football season up in Montana. Um, so it was just like a wild experience to see how this all works to, to see, you know, that people really do care about recruiting, which when you come up, it's like, okay, like the 17 year old. And then, and then you realize like, wow, this is actually is really interesting. It's really cool. And, and it did make a college football fan out of me, but just going through and thinking about that late night in Oregon where you travel all day and go see the football game. You're like, wow, this is a pretty electric environment. These kids are really good. Look, that's Justin Herbert. And, you know, going into the season, I remember like golfing with Ryan and some of his friends, them all being like, yeah, Justin Herbert's garbage. I'm not sure why everybody says it. And then like, then they'd be like, okay, so that's kind of what he is. Like nobody really thinks he's that good. He's like overrated. Okay. Um, and, and then just watching to go see what he does. Like, wow, that was a, that's a, that's a journey. And for any one of these athletes, you, you see kind of where they start and where they go and the trajectory. You know, watching Taylor Korniak play in these warm-up games for this tournament that's coming up for the U.S. Women's National Team, you learn so much. Like, you, you, when you get to see that whole journey, it changes how you... 
like how you see that individual, but also how you understand athletes. You know, when you see her out there and she's like pushing the other girl and the other girl comes up because Taylor, you know, she was always very talented, right? And and she was able to ride that talent. And to be honest, I don't think she maximized her talent at CU. And I'd be curious to hear if, if that's something that others would agree with. But you did know that, you know, I, I love Taylor. Taylor is awesome. But she does have a bit of an attitude. And you see how that kind of like goes through and you're like, oh, yeah, she just pushed that girl. Of course she did. That's what Taylor does. But to see where that sort of energy comes from in a person is interesting, right? And just to see the journey as a whole and to see somebody become successful and to see you know her turn into somebody who is praised for how hard she works and to see the rewards come from that, it's wild. It's wild. And and that's true of Taylor. You know, that's that's true of LaVisca, absolutely. Um it's it's wild again like i didn't i didn't think leaving this beat would be this hard um yeah but but then you start thinking back to all the things that i was able to do and how lucky i was you know go watch those games at, at uh, utah to live through the mel tucker stuff to to go out to lunch with mel tucker and have him tell just these incredible stories about his time in the sec or his time as an interim head coach and you learn so much from that experience as well, how everything works, how those sorts of people see the world, um, you know, how football coaches think about things. And, you know, it's, it's easy to think like, okay, yeah, he makes like $4 million. But, but what happens when a guy is making $4 million a year, you know, $5 million a year? You know, you, you do have that power. And, and you see how they... They earn that, right? Because you sit down with Mel Tucker and you're like, wow, this, this man has a presence. Like, he is he is going to be successful. You can just kind of tell by being around him. Oh, he wants to make Colorado football good? I'll bet on him to do that. And, and just getting to see that. And then to, to learn about college basketball as well I and mean, how Tad Boyle runs things and the differences between him and Mel. You know, the grinded out sort of approach. Um, it's, you know, I wouldn't trade the last three years for the world. And again, to have whatever, it, it might not be 750 podcasts, but if it's not, it's because I'm bad at math. There's a bunch of you who have listened to a lot of those podcasts. I doubt there's anybody who's listened to all of them. There's no way. But a lot of you who have listened to a lot of them, and I just appreciate that so much. And to not have this anymore, which is been a staple of my life obviously is it's gonna be weird it's gonna be really weird um yeah it's it's gonna be really weird because again I mean it's you know 30 minutes a day an hour a day somewhere in between I mean sometimes two hours for three years and yeah, I've gotten to know so many of you, you know, either through Twitter or in person or at the bar or whatever. I mean, it's it's really, really hard to leave this beat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even going through the pandemic and all that, it's, it's going to be strange. And 
Well, in the second half of this podcast, I probably should have said this before, I do want to talk about kind of like the, the future of DMVR buffs and, and what's on the way. Um, but I, I do want to say right now, like, I'm still going to be around, you know, going through all this. Like, to be honest, it's going to be kind of nice just to be able to be a, a CU fan, honestly. Um, you know, you get so in the weeds with everything that's going on and what's happening behind the scenes and, oh, this happened oh, this is why that happened, oh, this person's unhappy, oh, that person's unhappy, oh, this person is happy, and that's what's making this guy unhappy, you know? And, and you get so caught up in all of that that, you know, it's like the sea in the forest through the trees thing, right? Where it's it's been awesome to live kind of in the middle of CU athletics and to get to know all the people involved. And to, you know, whether that's in the athletics department, whether that's, you know, the, the, the actual athletes, whether that's the fans, and to just kind of live in that world and have that be your, your every day. I mean, you know, I don't work like a, a nine to five covering CU. That's not how it works. But, you know, there's the podcast, there's the writing. And throughout the day, you do wind up spending, you know, that, those eight hours just thinking about CU, right? It's like, well, here's what's going on here. Oh, here's this text from whoever. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that's going to be bad for the team. You know, or whatever it is. And to be able to kind of separate from that and just be a fan. You know, it's. I'm really excited to just go to Folsom and watch a game. You know, it's... I've, I've never experienced that. And f- for me, kind of that's that's the next step is to be able to go do that and whatever else you know the the first game I got to go to at Folsom was that Nebraska game and again just what a what a crazy experience like I just wrapping my head around that looking back because again I mean like I'm 22 I just graduated from college there's there's 400 credentialed media members at that game and I get sat down next to Woody Page like you go find you go find your little name tag. It's my first time ever in the stadium. Or no, 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 that's not true. Because I went to I went to the Dead and Company show that summer. So I'd been there for the Dead and Company show. It's the first time I've ever I mean it's the second time I've ever been there. It's the first time seeing sports or anything. Um and you go in and you're like, Okay, there's there I am. Henry Chisholm, D M V R. Who's next to me? Oh, Woody Page is about to come sit down next to me? What am I gonna do? And again to to just like, again, Woody's Woody. There's people who like him. There's people who don't like him. Whatever. Um, he's a great writer and, and an iconic figure in sports in Denver. And he's also seen a lot of football. And he's seen a lot of football between Colorado and Nebraska, too. And so to sit down next to him and and hear his just a little commentary throughout the game is it's just so interesting, right? Around the Horn was my favorite show. You know, like I said, I grew up reading the Denver Post. I grew up reading Woody Page and every word that he wrote. And I'd read his book before that. And I was able to avoid telling him about it. And I was really proud of that. Um, uh, I, But to hear him say, like, uh, this team doesn't have it. But but then, you know, they, they come back in. They have the flea flicker, all that stuff. And, and he's, like, only half paying attention in the first half of the game. But, but in that second half, he's, he's perking up. He's not missing a play. We're... we're we didn't talk all that much, but anytime he did say something, obviously I just incredibly tuned in. I mean, it's who knows if he even remembers it. I, 
But but to go in after the game, you know, after the press conference, sitting there writing, and and Woody looks over, he's just like, hey, you know, I, I really appreciate you just letting me watch the game and, and do all that. It's like, absolutely. You think I have the nerve to try to talk to Woody Page right now? Like, <laughs> that is not going to be happening here. Um, and and then we just got to talk for I uh, quite a while, honestly. Like, I remember one of the things he said was, you know, he's talking about when he was just first getting started and how different things were. You know, he's covering the World Series, and, and back then there used to just be a media plane. Like, Major League Baseball would just fly you from, from one location to the next. And Woody would, you know, Woody, Woody was thinking on that plane, again, it's like a young guy, like, if, th- if this plane, cult, like, goes down, we all burn and die, my name might not even make it in the story. Like I've I've got whoever right here and whoever right there and whoever right there, and then they're gonna steal all the headlines and everybody's gonna be worried. Nobody's even gonna notice. And you remember just being his mind boggled that he's in that plane. And then he, and then what he did was again. This is maybe half the media is still there, but less than that I think. Um, definitely less than that. And he he says, uh, you know, if if this press box collapses and we all fall onto the field and get crushed and die you know my name is going to be in the headline you know kizla kizla might be in the the like second paragraph first paragraph and then he just looks over he's like hey giz you, you you think you'd be uh you'd be in the second paragraph if if this press box follows falls over and we all die and Again, like these are people who I've just been reading forever to hear them talking, and they, even to spend time with Kisla. I mean, that's again, like it's if you don't like Mark Kisla, I cannot blame you, um, but uh, I, it's one of those terrible things that people do. And in this circumstance, I think is fine, but in other circumstances, you're like, yeah, no, that's not how this works. But he was always good to me. You know, we I got to spend time. Um, what game did I watch next to him? I can't remember which game it was. I think mean, there were a couple where we were next to each other, but one where we were really talking. This would have been this would have been twenty nineteen. And, and and it's another one where we're just sitting there and it's like calling out plays and it's like, oh look, this this is gonna be a stretch run of the left. And and I got hot and I and I called I think it was like five plays in a row. Meanwhile, Kizzle is calling things on the other side and I again, yeah, there's just memories that like I will never, ever, ever, ever forget. You know, even even he was down there in Vegas, and you know he he come to some of the CU games, and you know you learn a lot even from a guy like that. You know, just seeing how he he kind of runs the press room. He knows what story he's going to write. He has the four questions he's going to ask. He's going to ask those questions. He's going to make sure he words them right. He, he's gonna he he doesn't care if it's not the thing that everybody wants to hear, and just to see how he does that, you learn a lot. And so in those situations, you see him, but then also. You know, down in Vegas, just getting a chance to to talk with him in the media room when there's five of us maybe from CU out there covering it, and you're waiting for the press conference. You know, I, I again, if you don't love Mark Kisla, I understand why, but also to to be able to talk with somebody like that, it's you know, those are again, those are things that I will never ever forget, and and things that would not have happened if not for these last few years and there's so many of those things like it's so hard even to pick out what you will remember because I'm sure after recording this I'm going to go sit down 
and and there's gonna be five more that come to mind. You know that the Oregon podcast was so much fun. The whole Oregon trip was so much fun. The talking with Kislet, talking with Woody. You know Woody, <laughs> Woody after that all that when it's time to go, saying, "Hey, here's my card. If you ever need anything, just let me know." It's like that again for a 22 year old me who's doing all things, and he didn't remember that I'd hit him up. Like <laughs> these the summer before when I was still interning down here, uh, and said uh, basically like, "Hey, Woody, is there a chance that I could like talk with you about something? Just like pick your brain about things." And he invited me down to like watch him record around the horn and, and chat, um, and then that all fell through. But the like those those memories you just don't forget. You know, some of the conversations I've had with a bunch of these athletes up here. You know, I don't even know where to start. You guy Thomas. You know, me and Guy Thomas come from very different places. Northern Montana and a, a pretty rough part of Miami, not the same. Not the same, but to be able to talk about, you know, his life and how he sees things and, you know, the opportunities that are presented to him, you know, to, to be the first his family to get a degree, and now he's about to get his master's. And No, he already did, I believe. Did he? No, I can't remember. I think at the end of this semester he's getting it. Um but but just all of those sorts of conversations, you learn a lot. You really do learn a lot. Um, what else stands out? And these Vegas trips. Who doesn't like a trip to Vegas? Not not forgetting those, except for the parts I was a little bit, you know, might have overdone it for. There's a there's a lot of them. There's really a lot of a lot of moments that stand out. Honestly, like just hanging out, talking with. Brian Howell and Adam Munster Tiger and Justin Guerrero day after day after day. And, you know, when you talk about the buffs for whatever, 40 minutes a day on average, 50 minutes a day on average, whatever it works out to be over the course of a year, you get kind of like entrenched in your views. Like you guys all know every single thing that I think about every single part of this football team. But then you go talk to other people who in terms of outsiders are probably the three people who know as much as I do and you know Brian you know might know more whatever um but but who really dig in and pay attention and, and re-watch games and, and talk to these guys and do all that sort of stuff and just to hear what they think and talk about it like you have really good talks about this football team um yeah you really good talks you know soccer podcasts are so much fun too uh so many good people there as well there's you could just go on and on and on. And the reason is because this is a great job. It's a really great job. Uh, to to be able to go talk to people and write about it and then throw in the fact that it's it's football as well. It's not just random people. I mean, what more could you ask for? So, I don't know. All this is basically to say, like, I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm disappearing. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be at every CU game. If somebody, like, were to flash forward to... Like, some time traveler just says, like, hey, I came from the future, and you're going to be at every CU football game this year. I'd be like, oh, nice. Not, not Maybe not what I expect, but not the biggest surprise in the world. So who's to say? But I'll be up there for at least a couple of them. I'll be up there for some soccer for sure, for some basketball for sure. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to talk about the rest of DMVR buffs. Probably the stuff you care about more than just me sitting here rambling and thinking back about the last three years. It's crazy it's been that long.
pandemic feels like it shouldn't even count. Yeah, I, I remember all that. I remember, you know, it's a pandemic. You're not allowed out. Watching the that first game against UCLA, sitting in the sitting in my bedroom, and I've got like multiple screens up, like my computer. I've got TV mounted on the wall next to it, where I've got the game going. I've got you know the iPad with the stats on it. There's all that going on, and and they get off to that incredible start. I can't remember what were they up to, like twenty one zip in that one. Go out to tell my roommate like, dude, so you was up twenty one zero on UCLA, and he's like, oh weird. That's that's cool. It's like I know, right? It's insane. And then running back in there, like that's not how you cover a football team. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. Uh, but but yeah, I guess this is a podcast that uh, has sponsors. So real quick, DraftKings Sportsbook is really awesome. Um, I came so close to making money last night. Oh, uh, I actually. No, I did wind up losing money. I definitely did. So the the big one was I could have made a lot of money um, because I had a parlay with the Rockies beating the Dodgers, which is bold, I know, um, and under 11 runs being scored in the game. So those two combined, plus 450, that's four and a half to one odds. It's great odds. It's a baseball game. Anybody can win, um, especially because the Rockies sneaky, like, are – incredible against the Dodgers and Padres and terrible against everybody else. Uh, but here's the situation. The Rockies are up 7-3 to three in the ninth inning. Bases are empty. Two outs. And what does that mean? Well, that means that there are under 11 runs on, on the board so far. There's 10. And also, the Rockies have a lead that seems like they can't give it up. Uh, so I had basically put those four and a half units in my bank account, um, but the Rockies gave up a solo shot with two outs in the ninth inning for the 11th run, which meant that my bet did not hit. And I guess, oh, here's here's why I think I might have come out pretty close to even, because when the Rockies went down in that game, I actually took them at two to one odds to, to win the game, and they did win the game, um, but I did have another... U.S. Women's National Team bet. So I lost two units. I made two units. So I probably came out pretty close to even. Um, still, it made watching the Rockies actually kind of a good time. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, and that's one of the many reasons we love DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the others is that if you sign up right now, then you can bet $5 on any fighter, any UFC 276 fighter, You'll get $100 in free bets no matter what. Doesn't matter if they win. Doesn't matter if they lose. That's code DNVR to get in on this. It's on Saturday. The fight is on Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports bank partner of UFC. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also... Athletic Greens. I've been on Athletic Greens for a minute, and they're useful. You know, I so typically I don't believe in this kind of thing, and we don't need to get too deep down that road, but my mom is all into like, yeah, if you, you know, like these herbs or like gut health or like all that sort of stuff, I'm like, okay, you drink your vinegar drink or whatever, 
and have fun with it. That's just not how I live my life. You know what makes me a happy and healthy person? Eating food I like to eat. Um, but that's kind of a side note. With Athletic Greens, first of all, it actually does taste good, which is nice. Um, sometimes, like, water in the morning. It's it's 50-50 for me. Sometimes I wake up, I'm like, I need water. Sometimes I'm like, if I drink water right now, I don't think I'm going to make it. Also, there's a car. Uh, for a second, it looked like he was going to go wrong way up the one way, but he realized. Um, Athletic Greens, though, it actually does have benefits that you can feel. Like, it gives you energy when you wake up. Um, I feel like, in general, I'm, like healthier if that makes sense and it's hard to like pin that down right when you say like broad term, like i feel like i mean i'm doing better than i did before but 75 high quality vitamins in there minerals in there whole food source superfoods probiotics adaptogens all that sort of good stuff and to make it easy athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you've got to do Go to athleticgreens.com slash buffs. It's athleticgreens.com slash B-U-F-F-S. And you can take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So the part that you guys actually care about, what's up with DMVR buffs? What do you expect going forward? Um, here's how we're going to start that. So, again, like I knew that, Mace had left to go to the fan and that the plan was to hire a new Broncos guy. And I knew that like, like I told the people like, Hey, if, you know, I am interested in this, right? Like I, I do want to do this. Um, and they went through their whole search, all that sort of stuff. But I didn't actually know, like, I thought it was probably like 50, 50, maybe coming into today. Um, but they kind of surprised me with it this morning. So since then I've been on three podcasts and this is my fourth and, I ate a sandwich and there's just been like a lot of things happening, a lot of DMS, a lot of all that sort of stuff. Um, so I don't know. We, we still haven't worked out a full plan. We haven't worked out full plans where I'm going with this. Those are going to be kind of figured out in the next couple of days. Um, big picture. There is still DMVR buffs. There will be another me and you know, I've heard some names kind of passed around what they've had in mind. Again, like they tried to keep the secret for me to like create whatever. Um, but I, I've heard a couple names. I like where their brains are at and I'm going to be involved in like helping sort through things and what this should look like in the transition and helping them out. And, you know, when the time comes, you know, I'm maybe, you know, potentially like coming on the podcast once a week potentially like going up and maybe even covering some games up there, maybe doing an interview, an interview occasionally and writing a story, you know, uh, occasionally if there's something I want to get into, you know, it, I, I don't even know. Like Hannah Schartz, you know, Hannah's awesome, right? Uh, she's been on a podcast. Maybe at some point I want to write something about her. And so it's like, yeah, you know, KJ, it's like at some point I'm, I might want to write something about KJ. So who knows? It's tough to say. And so I'm not going to make any sorts of promises, um, but I do anticipate that, you know, I'll, I'll, at least in this kind of transitional period, or maybe it's a transitional season, or maybe, you know, it's long-term, who, who knows, but I will occasionally be around on the podcast doing that sort of thing, um, and the, the podcast will be here. Again, there will be somebody who takes this over, maybe it's a couple people, maybe it's who knows, um, but that is in the works. In the short term, um, as much as this sounds like it's my last time talking to you guys, it is not. You're going to have to do this again with me in, in like maybe a week, maybe a month. Who's to say? Um, 
but you know, at, at least for the rest of this week, I will be you know on the podcast. We got two more coming probably on Friday. I'll dig into some some bigger things. Um, we obviously have meetings in the next couple of days to try to figure out some of the bigger picture stuff. You know, I'm headed up to Montana next week, um, which I'm actually really hyped about. I've been away for so long that I kind of get to do all the touristy things. You know, I've been getting hyped about getting back up in Glacier Park. For those of you who don't know, like, that's where I'm from. I'm from, like, 20 minutes from right there. It's just the most incredible place in the world. Um, and you think that, and you're like, I, I'm biased. I know I'm crazy. But then, like, I was just, my girlfriend's coming up. Uh, she came up for, like, that one-day wedding last week. But we're, we're going up there for, like, four or five days now, do a bunch of fun stuff, get up into the park. And so I was, like, getting hyped about all that and going through with, like, Night of the Grizzlies, which... You know, isn't a good thing, but there's like been 60 years that have passed since then. But that's when, for the first time in 60 years, there was like a fatal grizzly attack. And it was a whole crazy thing because there was like a fire the night before. It started with some lightning and it made the bears kind of like get pushed in with the people. And there were actually two grizzly attacks, two fatal grizzly attacks separately in the park the same night. And there'd never been one before. It's what point of like freak her out with those sorts of stories. Um, you know, I looked up. I was just like searching around like what's open right now wound up on the U S news page for, for it. And U S news has, it as like the number one place to visit in June in the world. Number two is a uh, Paris. Like you <laughs> get like the number one place to go hiking in North America and like everything, like overall pl- best places to visit. It's like number 13 in the world and in front of it again. It's like Paris. It's a, uh, Oh, what's a Boca Boca Bora 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 Bora. There we go. Um, like places like that, we're like, oh wow, it, it does get this respect. Like I'm not crazy for thinking this way, but point is, I'm going up there for a week. I, it's gonna be incredible. Um, I, there might be podcasts, it might not be. Um, I know I have to do the Broncos podcast next week, so I'm I'm going to keep writing the news stuff around here. Um, for the next few days, um, maybe for the next few weeks, uh, I'm gonna keep doing this podcast for the next few days, maybe for the next few weeks. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Some of like the short term stuff is kind of up in the air, and honestly, like like I said, the 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 longer term stuff is up in the air too. But I am, I am, in in some ways, kind of excited for. I don't, know, I don't like saying that somebody else is going to take this over. It's, you know, I don't like it. Um, but. You know, it, it is good to have somebody fresh and new. Because, you know, a lot has changed over the last few years. Like, this podcast is not what it used to be. You know, and, and that's not necessarily a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, whatever. But, like, it, it has changed so much from, like, my first, you know, the first first week was like, hey, it's me. I don't know what is going on with CU football. Uh, Ryan sat me down and showed me a 10-minute highlight video of LaVisca Chenault, so I've got that down. I've heard, like, Nate Lamon, good linebacker. Um, and again, go from that to like, okay, here we go. This is the the season through my eyes where it's like, okay, here's what I think. Here's what I'm learning. Here's what I'm picking up on. It's kind of like fun that I don't always know things that you guys are like pointing things out. It's like, oh, no, actually that, that's a tradition. They do it at every game, those sorts of things. Um, but to go from that to like, kind of like getting goofy more off the rails to tightening up, to talking news, to talking about the other stuff. Like, it has just kind of fluctuated and changed and gone through different phases. 
And I do think that sometimes it is good just to get somebody new in and, and spark things up with new ideas. And especially when I'm, I'm still around to like answer questions, to give advice, do those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. And personally, I'm curious. And I, you know, I, t- I told Brian and Adam and all them like, yeah, I'm going to. I'll make sure, like, it's somebody good for you guys, too. Like, hang out with. They'll help out. Whatever. Um, But I'm excited. I am really excited. And to be honest, I'm excited for DMVR buffs, too. Honestly, you know, of course, it always would have been nice to have a second person with me, right? It's like if you could justify at DMVR having two full-time Buffaloes reporters. And obviously, like, that's tough. I mean, the only people who can do that, the daily camera. You know, you've got Brian Howe and Pat Rooney. And DMVR just, you know, it's maybe someday, you know, right? But in this kind of new era that's going to be coming through, you're going to have somebody who's full-time, I would assume. You know, I'd be very surprised if that's not included in the plan. But on top of that, like, I'm still around. and, And Dev is still around. And RK is still around. And you wind up actually kind of with a, a handful of us almost being that second person on the beat, um, which I think is going to be good. I do think is going to be good. And, again, like, this is my baby. It's been my baby for three years. I'm going to make sure it's going to be in good hands. And I hope you guys understand that. And, you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not done yet. I'll be here at least through Friday and potentially next week being fully transparent who knows that's that's that I, honestly it's not even a tomorrow problem tomorrow's a parade day where i'm going to be hammered by 7 a.m and probably not figuring out what my name is at least until 6 p.m but uh yeah i in three years you guys have been listening to me and i really appreciate that and maybe not all of you that long but i appreciate you guys who haven't been here that long either as long as you're here now um I feel like I've been rambling a bit. I feel like we're slowing down here. I think I hit the key points. I think that means that does it for today. Um, thank God there was no CU news today, right? Could you imagine? Just tacking in. Oh, and also, Brennan Lewis is the starter, you know, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back on Friday. We'll find some fun things to talk about. And I'll see you then.